Hey everybody, welcome back to Yes I'm Adopted Don't Make It Weird podcast with your host, Brett, and your other host, Davo. <laughs> Davo! Without the visual cues, it's really difficult. I know, it, it is really hard. We're, we're going to get better at this, guys, I promise. So today we are going to be talking all things relationships uh, as an adoptee, what it's like to have friendships, what it's like to have family, romantic dating or marriage relationships, and raising children. Because that's, that's what the that's people want. That is a large range. <laughs> it is a large range. Relational yeah. things. Real quick, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, first episode was awesome. You know, we got a lot of really good feedback from people on that. Uh, so thank you guys for messaging us and, you know, just giving us encouragement with things going on. So uh, if you guys have any questions or would like to reach out to us with some topic ideas, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I believe if you are on Anchor.fm, you can leave a uh, an audio message for us on that too. So yeah, that's that's, that's pretty fun. But you'll yeah. be able to find this podcast on Spotify, on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Anchor FM now. So we are all over. Wow. So all right, David, let's let's okay. talk about relationships. Uh, first of all, them. before getting into the specific uh, specific ones. Uh, let's, let's talk about how, I guess, our relationships as being, you know, adoptees, uh, mm-hmm. differ from people who are not adopted. Um, and, and, and let's, let's talk a little bit of science here too, you know, hit them with the oxytocin and stuff. Like give sure. us, give us some of this, this nerd knowledge you have. Okay. So as many of those that have been following along know, I have read a lot of books about a lot of topics. You and, do like reading um, books. It's true. I read many a book, and uh, I particularly spend a lot of time reading about brain science as well as about adoption things, and there is some overlap there. So, like, there has been um, a couple of preliminary studies that have shown that the production of oxytocin in infant adoptees as they grow or as they age is actually about half that of a non-adopted person. So, like, you and I, at this point in our lives... Uh, supposedly, theoretically, and I think this is true by experience, release Mm -hmm. in our brains about half the amount of oxytocin that another person our age and our demographic would release that was not an infant adoptee. Right. So right there, you have a neuroscientific explanation for why it's really difficult for adoptees to form lasting (laughs) long-term commitment relationships. So what, what is the importance of oxytocin then? What does that play as far as our bodies and stuff goes? Okay, so like, and we again, we've talked about this before, but um, I, I think on the show in the past we've done like a huge rant on this, right? So like, um, I'm all <laughs> we've about done a lot of rants. And- there's there's a lot of rants about it, and uh, I I love brain chemistry, and so do you. We talked about this a lot. Right. So like oxytocin and dopamine are the two like pleasure hormones that our brains produce and oxytocin is specifically related to trust and is specifically related to trust built over time so um dopamine by uh by contrast is about pleasure and right. definitely more immediate, right? So, like, drugs are typically dopamine, and, like, meeting a new person and go to a party is usually dopamine, but, like, getting married and having children and a long-term extended relationship is oxytocin. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
when you trust somebody, uh, the brains in both of those parties release oxytocin supposedly to an equal amount or a corresponding amount so that both people feel trust, feel right. connection. Right. And uh, so the extrapolation of that the, is that um, theoretically, again, a adoptee adult that is in a relationship with a non-adopted adult is experiencing connection and trust at about half the neurochemical level that the non-adopted party in that relationship is experiencing, which is um, kind of a, a difficult <laughs> thing to wrap your head around. Sounds kind of sad, uh, Davo. You know, it's a little distressing. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, you know, like we experience that as normal, right? Right. And it's interesting that that's how we feel. But like, I mean, you've said it a lot, and I think this is true, and I, I hear this from a lot of adoptees, is that like, Creating a connection, creating a friendship uh, or or just connecting with people is not especially difficult for most adoptees that I know. Right. But to turn that into a lasting like <laughs> relationship, yeah. it like, you know, uh, the, the chameleon, the chameleon factor for adoptees is that we we know how to make people feel like we get them. We understand right. them. And it's a you know, it's a defense mechanism or what a survival mechanism or whatever. But it doesn't translate into that we're actually best friends. Yeah. And <laughs> when when two people that are not adopted, apparently, this is what I'm told, <laughs> connect on <laughs> that initial level, they're able to turn that into, like, both of them feel like it's Did we just that, become best friends? <laughs> like, are we best friends now? Is that a thing? It, and, no, no, we're not. We're not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't. Did, have you talked to people and had that conversation about like they thought you were best friends and now you're now so you're like oh oh no. <laughs> it, it it doesn't happen nearly as much anymore. Now let's let's jump into friendships and stuff, right? Sure. So when I was younger, uh, yes, that happened. And and you remember MySpace, like the top eight. Oh gosh, <laughs> you, you remember how much drama yes. that whole mess oh, caused? Oh, the top eight was a big deal. You yeah. know, like oh gosh, that that gave me so much anxiety because, you know, like people, I I would meet somebody and I would become friends with them for a little bit, and then because you know, like we had similar interests, I would move them around in my top eight. Uh, whenever you know I had MySpace, and then the people that were a part of my top eight, when I removed them. Got very oh. upset. Now, I oh, thought no. nothing of it, right? Right. Because this person is interesting to me. It's the flavor of the week, whatever you want to call it. And and I would put them <laughs> in my top eight. And whenever I remove somebody, like, so <laughs> are we not friends or anything anymore? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, dude. And, and again, I felt I felt none of that. <laughs> that feels like a completely different problem to me. No, like that, that. <laughs> that had that had nothing to do with anything. But I mean, you know, like I I was really good at making friends, um, but only for short term. Sure. And, and I did not care to go beyond a certain level of friendship with ninety nine percent of people. Yeah, I I and is that still true today? Uh, maybe, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds rude, right? Because, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, for the people that are listening to this, that actually know me, I'm not saying that I don't genuinely enjoy your presence or your company. Um, but it kind of, 
<laughs> like, I, I need very few actual connections uh, sure. with people in order to be happy. And I'm totally okay with that. It used to freak yeah. me out because I'm like, everybody's got like a million friends. And, and I see on social media, they're all going out and doing things. But nobody invited me. And I used to kind of <laughs> get sad about that and upset and be like, I just wish I was invited. But you and I have talked about this. We don't want to actually go. No. Just want to be invited. <laughs> which is, which is, a, I'm not going to say what what I've been told it's about a terrible how thing. I feel about that. Yeah, it's not great. I, you know, I think that uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. I think my reaction to the whole MySpace thing was the polar opposite of like I think I only had eight friends, and that made that real easy. Yeah, like, I think I I think I limited out at eight, and then I just stuck stopped, stopped accepting any right. new friendships or connections on the platform, <laughs> then I wouldn't That's have to awesome. move anybody. That around. would have been smart. Darn it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So uh, long term lasting relationships and connection are hard yeah. and in general, right? Yeah. Like that's not even an adoptee thing. That's no. just in general, like relationships are difficult. Right. And then, um, I think the, the part of that that's kind of adoptee specific is that the, we experience, that connection differently than the other person is experiencing that. Right. Right. And like, I've, I've kind of had this conversation with a lot of moms in the past too, which is really, I mean, it's a fascinating subject to think that like the connection that you feel to your kid is not reciprocated at the same level. Right. right. It's still, you're getting a hundred percent, but my hundred percent is 50% of your hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And so and like, that's, that's really hard. That's really difficult for, right. for, uh, for us as parents, you know, um, or anybody. So, okay. So that's friendships are one thing, right? right? So romantic relationships tell neither of our wives, I think will ever be on the podcast. They don't want to do it. No, they don't want to be like, on here. What, what is, what is your wife's take on being in a romantic relationship with you over uh, the last how long have you guys been together so we we've been together <laughs> like dating engaged and married for almost 19 years now okay um and, and so yeah our our relationship is a graduated adult um <laughs> we've been married your for your relationship can almost drink yeah we've married for 13 years so I mean, honestly, so Sarah and I, we've talked about this a lot, right? Um, right. Is she's had to tell me how to think and how to feel a lot more than I think a normal relationship would. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's not that, you know, like, I don't genuinely love her because I really do, right? Um, right. But, you know, she's had to tell me how, how I need to act because I, I don't think about certain things. Um you know, uh, for instance, I, I am not a romantic, like in any <laughs> sense of the word. I don't say I'm really bad at romance. And my, you know, my wife, you know, she, she understands my uh, neediness and the trauma <laughs> that is my brain. Um, <laughs> and, and so she has to remind me to do certain things and to think certain ways. Um, sure. to make the relationship better not not just work but better because we both really want to better our relationship and so we have to have a lot of talks about right. bettering our relationship and, it, and it's not just you know like hey let's talk about this and then next month we'll talk about this it's like like daily we're like what can we do to be better 
Like we have to be asking ourselves these questions and and me especially, like I have to ask myself this question because I just, I get in my rhythm and I don't know about you. I get in my rhythm and and this could be an adoptee thing. This could just be a a lazy husband thing. I don't know, but I kind (laughs) of get in my rhythm and I just keep doing that thing over and over and over again because it's what I'm used to doing. Uh, and and she has to tell me a lot of the times, hey, you, you you can't do that. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. We're supposed to be growing. Okay, yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's interesting. So, like, I, I've been looking at this the last, uh, for a while, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially this last year has been a, a tremendous amount of ups and downs. And, like, all of those vows that you take when you get married, right? Like, richer for, for poorer sickness and health and all right, that kind right. of stuff. Like, with especially within the last three years, we've been all of those things, right? Like, <laughs> yes. You know, like, and a lot of people have been all of those things. But I'm looking at, the, like, that te- the test of those vows, over these last three years has been pretty tremendous. And it's not helped at all by the fact that I have, you know, a trauma brain, right? <laughs> like, right. Um, and I think, you know, the, the context of this and kind of the same time frame, but a little bit later in lives is, you know, uh, my wife, we, and I met uh, about 20 years ago. We've been right. married for 16 years now and, uh, you know, a couple kids and all that. But like to look at this today and I think one of the biggest realizations that I've had over the last few months or maybe the last year or so has just been that, like, the level of intention about any sort of relationship that is, mm-hmm. I think, attributed normally to, like, a normal person, I don't have any awareness of. <laughs> like, I, I am not. It's not that I don't. It's not that I want the opposite of the thing or that, right. like, I'm being belligerent about wanting, you know, to, to go there or do that or think about this thing or, like, anniversaries or whatever. It's just that, like, I it literally just never crosses my mind. Right. Right? And, like, I think that a lo- I've heard that from a lot of adoptees. That, like, it's not that I, I don't want to do the thing or I don't I care. Uh, I really about do. It. I, but it's just the level of my caring is just difficult to put a finger on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? You know, and yeah, and if you if I were a normal person, if I had a healthy, not traumatized brain that that (laughs) were not constantly getting better, like it would be very easy to have some of those conversations about like, hey, you forgot this, and you know, like, um, and that kind of hurt or whatever. But I attach a a level of intention to it that neither one of us meant, right? Right? Of like, you think that I thought that. I thought about this whole event for this whole time <laughs> and then belligerently said no. Yeah. And she is just reminding me of a, of a thing. Right. Yeah. And so like the, 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 the tendency to read into all of those interactions, but after the fact, right. And attach an emotional quotient to them, right. even though nobody else has done that is <laughs> I think a part of uh, a part of this whole, you know, working through the trauma brain experience right. in relationships. And, I mean, and that, and that goes to, you know, just kind of family relationships and stuff too. Like I, I remember when my parents would uh, tell me about something, they would remind me about a thing. And I took so much offense to that. <laughs> that they had to remind me about a thing. It's like, sure. I remember, of course, I'm 12. I'm duh. I know stuff. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I used to get so upset about any any type of critique or any reminder even. Like, hey, we are doing this thing. Or, hey, I need you to do this. 
oh, well, I was going to do that, and then you told me to, and now I don't want to <laughs> do that anymore. And, and, and right. some of it was, you know, I was a rebellious teenager. Sure. Uh, but I also know that, like, looking back on it and knowing the things that we know now and the research that we've done, holy cow, there's a lot of trauma brain going on in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's uh, – and that's just been a thing that I think we've talked about more recently, even into the, the show and into yeah. the, the learning and the growth is just that, like, that I attach a – a, a moral value or like a, a, a emotional quotient to a thing that was never intended to have that. And I attach it from their end. Right. right. Like it's by reminding me of an event that I did know about, but I may have, let's be honest, I might've forgot. Probably forgot. Yeah, whatever, no, I definitely. Right. <laughs> but by reminding me of it and me believing that I should have known about it. Now I believe that you believe that I intentionally <laughs> didn't want to do this thing. And so yeah. I respond to the, to the thing that I think you thought. Right, uh, and, so and that's confusing. crazy. It's that's so freaking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I remember like laying in bed at night, you know, like after one of those moments with my parents, and I'll be like, "Huh, well, that was stupid. Why did I think that? Why did I say that?" But I, it's already out there, so I couldn't change it. And I was, uh, you know, stubborn enough to be like, "No, nope, I'm not going to change that about me," and they're going to have to deal with it, and blah blah blah. So. <laughs> Right. Oh man! If I could apologize you... to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's so many things. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're not going to get into that right so, now. So, so the last one is raising kids, um, and sure. and this one is really interesting to me because um, now Dave and I, like you know, we were infant adoptees. Um, we had no genetic mirroring whatsoever. Like nobody, right. you know. Uh, Nobody that looked like us that were, you know, in our families uh, that we could talk to about things. Nobody had the same interest or even like I'm finding out that my tastes like I have more Korean tastes now. It feels like yeah. like the, the yeah. DNA is starting to become alive and I really just want to eat all of these weird Korean foods uh, and Japanese foods because I found out that I'm part Japanese, too, apparently. So, <laughs> you know, 12 percent or whatever. Yeah, I want to I want to yeah. eat all these things and. And so, you know, um, raising kids, though, it's it's completely different because you have somebody uh, that is a part of you. And we've never had that before. Yeah, it's 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 a weird it's very strange, right? It's yeah. very strange to. Well, one. OK, my mom said it like after my son was born, she's like, you have a blood relative. And like right. that. That was a crazy thought to me at that time of just like, oh, I do. And, you know, you look at the kids and you look at me and you're like, oh, my gosh, like they, I have there are people that I look at now that I see myself in. And that's it's right. a new experience and it's very cool. And um, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> but, at the, you know, at the same time, like there are those sides of that 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 I think we wrestle with on going the other way as adoptees and also as parents of that like it's kind of distressing that like with my parents or with my wife i didn't um release the same kind of connective oxytocin that that they did to have that connection but right. it's it's even more distressing to the point of being really honestly kind of sad to think about that i don't also have that same connection with my kids right right like they are, are releasing 
those chemicals at a normal rate because yeah. they are not you know these <laughs> or whatever right? Right. um and have been with their mom since day one and had all of those things but but you know um i still am not uh having that same level of connection and that's you know it's a difficult thing to think about yeah um and it's also difficult that like you know there is still if i'm being completely honest there is still a part of me that has a hard time not keeping my own children at arm's length because that is what's natural for me right and and that's rough like yeah. to to be me and to, or to be my kid means that you're going to have to like kind of remind me that we should like hanging out right like <laughs> and that's it's kind you of a bummer you don't just exist in my world <laughs> you are an integral part of it <laughs> right and uh you know that's kind of a bummer but like again it's one of these things that i think i think we've said a lot is that it's what we're working on and yeah. we're 100%. still consistently committed to as adoptees or as anybody right? right to being better tomorrow than we were today and that's that's our marriage i'm a better yeah. husband tomorrow than i was today and and so forth and so on and a better dad uh you know, and a better son uh, right, that right. applies. And, uh, you know, that's that's the commitment. But I think, you know, it's it's been, especially in the midst of kind of a difficult season, having some of those thoughts has been really um, uh, eye-opening and <laughs> uh, borderline depressing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get you. Like, yeah. I, I look at my kid, right? And, and yeah. I see all of these amazing qualities in her. She's she's so outgoing. She loves being around everybody. She's like instantly the the center of attention when she walks into a room. And I'm like, dear God, where did you get that from? Because uh, right. <laughs> that was not me at all. And that's not her mom. You know, right. my wife is not like that either. And, but I look at her and I'm just like, you are a cool kid. And I have to remind myself sometimes that she's not just a cool kid, but she's an extension of me. Uh, right. And like these uh, these different traits that she has, uh, they, they're an extension of my wife and I. The upbringing and the way that she reacts around people and uh, her responses to certain things. Uh, they are an extension of who we are. And it's so crazy to think about that because before my uh, my decisions did not really impact a whole lot of people, it felt like. <laughs> sure. But yeah. but now my my decisions and the way that I respond and react to certain things, she is going to take that. And again, her being that center of attention, people now look at her like these these six year old kids in her class look at her to find out if she agrees or disagrees or likes or doesn't like a thing, you know, because she's kind of taken on this leader role because of who she is. And so uh, the, the morals that we carry are the morals that she carries, which she is now imparting on other people around her. Yeah. And dang. <laughs> yeah. Like the level of responsibility that they don't make you have a test for, <laughs> if you're not an adoptive parent <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> uh, um yep. yeah they let they just let us have kids they just man. they like, just crazy. handed the baby over and here you go get out of the hospital <laughs> okay bye yeah all right uh, um, 
<laughs> so, you know, it's, there's a level of preparation that did not come with being an adoptee having no. children as opposed to being a child adoptee. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, right Davo. Uh, we got to wrap okay. it up. So closing thoughts. Closing thoughts today. Closing thoughts are basically, I you know, I always come back to this. I think that in general, relationships are hard. Right. I think that regardless of how you came into relationship and who it's with and whether it's a friendship or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a you know, spouse or a parent, a grandparent, whatever, relationships are just hard. They're hard to maintain. They're hard to get into. They're hard to have that level of connection with somebody and maintain it and keep it going. Mm-hmm. But um they're just about 20 percent harder i think if you also have uh brain trauma to deal with and um yay for you you know so so there's that extra bit but just knowing those things knowing a little bit more every day about how you function and how your brain works um makes things not necessarily easier but they make sense yeah and i think in the making sense they're navigable yeah if not easier yep Good. Also, don't date in high school. No, dear God, <laughs> stay away. Don't do that. That's terrible. Your brain is not there. You, uh. you are not prepared. <laughs> and anybody that ever dated me in high school, if you ever listen to this, I apologize. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Closing thoughts. I apologize on his behalf, too. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So that's it today uh, for the episode on relationships. Uh, if you guys have any kind of thoughts or questions and want to reach out, Again, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure that you guys are subscribing to whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, We appreciate all the feedback and the support that you guys have shown us over the years. Uh, If you guys would like to be able to financially support us, there is a little button on the anchor.fm page. All of the platforms have a link to it. Uh, It's just kind of like a little tip jar. If you get anything special out of this, you're like, wow, this really helped me. And you want to, you know, not spend $5 at Starbucks. Hey, we're here. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You shouldn't be drinking Starbucks anyway. (laughs) So again, thank you guys for joining us. And we look forward to the conversations that are going to take place after this. And we'll see you later. Peace out. So long.